solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Yankees cry too much, man. Yankee fans really it's the New York Ariel. What do you expect? First and foremost, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, John. I really don't like nothing up north. I really don't. Everybody oh is cool, chill, forgiven, except for that New York area, man. I just can't deal with it. Locked on Texans back with a Wednesday edition. Locked on Texans, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. I had to open the show with that. I mean, it's just it's a regular season game. Has baseball played 30 games yet? 35 games yet? I think they're approaching the 30 mark. Oh my gosh. Now fans are, you know, you're going home to your subways and rats and oh my kind, all kind of stuff. But you guys are not here for that. You're here to talk about the Houston Texans. Listen about the Houston Texans. A lot on the plate for today as well for the rest of the week, but I can't do this show without the man, the myth, the one and only. Cody Davis, Texans reported for ESPN Houston and USA Today Texans Wire. And ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I do want to shout out Locked On Astros. Please be sure to go check out Eric Hyman as he can give you all the breakdowns on the Houston Astros for this season. And of course, this little series between the crybaby New York Yankees. However, with that being said, on today's show, John and I are going to look at are the Houston Texans, will they, should they, and can they actually consider tanking for this upcoming 2021 season? And then after that, we're going to look at what assistant coach on this coaching staff is under the most pressure as we head into the 2021 season. And then we're going to close out the show with some quick news and notes. On yesterday, we had an opportunity to hear from the CEO, Mr. Cal McNair himself, as he spoke on the possibility of having NRG Stadium sold out for nearly every single home game for this upcoming season. And of course, an update on Deshaun Watson. But as promised, we're going to get this show kicked off looking at the possibility of the Houston Texans tanking in the 2021 season. And John and listeners, I wanted to bring this up as a topic because ever since the draft concluded on Saturday, I have been doing a lot of studying, looking at way too early NFL mock drafts. And I find it very funny that every single mock draft that I've looked at when it pertains to the 2022 NFL draft the Houston Texans are selecting first, number one overall pick. And the reasoning behind that is because so many people feel that the Texans are going to end the 2021 season with the worst record in the league. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and John, if you just give me a quick moment, I do understand that the Houston Texans, when you look at this team, when you look at the makeup, heading into the 2021 season, you're looking at an organization who is coming into a new year with little to no expectation. You also got to take into consideration that this is a team who is 
starting the first year of a rebuild and not only that this is a team who went 4-12 and last season and that was with a MVP caliber performance by Deshaun Watson of course as we all know Deshaun nine times out of ten would not be a member of the Houston Texans no longer and not only that you also got to take into consideration that J.J. Watt who was by far the Texans best defensive player last year is no longer going to be a part of this organization but John and listeners when you take a look at the talent that this team has lost, when you take a look at the negativity that have surrounded this organization over the past couple of months, I still do not believe that this organization is in a position where A, they're going to tank in the 2021 season, and B, I still believe that this team, call me crazy, call me stupid, call me whatever you want to, but I still believe that this team is a little bit too talented to end the 2021 season with the worst record in the league. There's a lot of things I could have called you. You uh, alluded to them. Here's the thing about the Houston Texans and tanking. They won't have the mindset to tank. That's not the case. I look at the Texans' opponents for next season, Arizona, Buffalo, Cleveland, Indy, Jacksonville, Tennessee, New England, the Jets, the Rams, Seattle, the Chargers, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, of course, you know, they're going to play the AFC South twice. Miami, San Francisco, and Carolina. I, I don't see them purposely losing games because that is the definition of a tank. When you are purposely sitting your guys, uh, not clock man- managing the clock correctly, that's tanking. The Houston Texans won't tank. They just won't be good. Okay? You win four games with Deshaun Watson on your roster, who put up MVP numbers, played in all 16 games, win four games. Am I inclined to believe the Texans can win more than four games this upcoming season with Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, uh, Ryan Phil, whoever's going to be the quarterback, or if they make some type of trade in the month of June? Uh, or, or anytime before then or afterwards, do I feel like they're going to be better than last year's team led by Deshaun Watson? It's a possibility. No. It's a possibility because, yes, Deshaun Watson had an MVP caliber season. And once again, when you go back and you take a look at the games that they lost, what, out of 12 games, at least eight of those 12 were one-score losses. And, and the majority of those one-score losses came because the defense was not that good. Now, don't get me wrong. The defense isn't a 180 from what we saw last year. I mean, the secondary still has questions. But when you add Lovey Smith as your defensive coordinator, when you add guys like Shaq Lawson, Jordan Jenkins, um, Charles Aminihu, who I believe is on the cuffs of a breakout season, I, I personally, John and listeners, feel like this team is going to be competitive and I don't see them finishing the year with the league's worst record. I, I just don't see it. Now, am I expecting this team to, to be in consideration for the playoffs? No, I am not. I do believe this is still a team that's going to fall somewhat in the top 10 of next year's draft. But to sit here and listen to people say the Texans are tanking and by the way, I looked at some of these prospects that's coming out in next year's NFL draft, and there is no prospect out there who is going to be worth tanking for. Let me just say that. I said it early in the week, Houston Texans would be in a race for Sam Howell. 
They're going to be in the running for Spencer Sanders. They're going to be in the running for Malik Willis out of Liberty. They're going to be in the running for one of these quarterbacks if they don't make a move at quarterback. And it's, it's okay to say that because eventually, if you're going through a overhaul like Houston is going through, new GM, new head coach, revamping uh, a coaching staff, which we'll talk about, you know, who has – who's going to be under the most scope this year, revamping the front office, dealing with things on and off the field to say that they're not going to win a lot of games next year is simply okay. The thing about it is they're not going to tank. Nothing about Houston, I don't believe, is going to purposely go out there and sit guys and and uh, rest guys or healthy scratch guys if they're not able to really play. I don't believe that's going to happen. They're just going to suck. Print it. Put it out there. <laughs> They're not going to be good. The only wins that I see from that, uh, that, that um, schedule, not schedule, but those opponents for next year, you, you're going to get a game against Jacksonville. That's definitely going to happen. But beating Indy twice, beating um, the, the Titans twice, no, it's not going to happen. DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. White, J.J. White might light y'all up just, just for the hell of it. And J.J. White missing Houston food. So he he might, if the game's in Houston, he's going to light y'all up and then go to Turkey Leg Hut. So he ain't he, no food out there in Arizona. Um, He's he's back in Houston, by the way. I saw him tweet. He, yeah. He's back in Houston, by he the way. He ain't no food in Arizona. That's and by why. the way, by the way, J.J. White also said that he will forever be a 713 boy. Yeah, yeah, we that know that. straight out of his mouth. Ain't no food in Arizona. <laughs> I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. Just didn't want to go to Arizona. <laughs> but they're not thinking, man. They just won't be good. And Houston, Houston fans, you know, listeners, we have to just understand that. Uh, be prepared for a rough season. Just be prepared. It's simple as that. Before moving on, I do want to ask you this question, John. I understand this team isn't going to be good. However, do you at least project this team to be competitive? Competitive, yes. Competitive, okay. yes. That's I, listen, what we agree. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe they're going to go into the mindset of, you know what, well, we got to get this guy, that guy. Because I don't think next year's QB class is like the QB class we saw this year. I don't think next year's QB class is like the QB class we saw when we drafted up for Deshaun Watson. I, I don't see that. I that's, don't. As of right now, things could change. But that the, the QB class that we saw coming out, uh, we've we've seen these guys play for a while. You know, Trevor Lawrence uh, headlined it. Uh, Mac Jones and what he was able to do at, at Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, uh, Alabama. As you mentioned, like it's not it's not like we got to go grab a guy. It's going to be we have to do our job now because we have the potential to draft one of these guys. We sucked, not on purpose. We just were not the better team on Sundays or Mondays or. Thursday. By the way, you know, Amazon got Thursday night football now. They're going to get it in 2022. Boss talking to Amazon. I mean, yeah, it ain't going to make know, us but... no difference because Thursday night are primetime games and we're not going to be primetime no time soon. Damn. You're so right about that. Let me tell you guys about Blue Now really quick before we move on out of here. Blue Now presents 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are one of a kind, responsibly sourced in limited edition design at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative style diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. 
Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Idea for engagement, Mother's Day, which is Sunday, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on bluenow.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at bluenow.com. And ladies, listen, ladies, Texan fans, listen up. Nugganex, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is now offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America, 50 states. And of course, Houston fans, we are the greatest city in the world. Ladies, hook up your man. To get a free complimentary bottle of Nugganex, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increasing energy and lean muscle mass. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugganix. There's a reason Nugganix has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. You know, as we prepare ourselves for a terrible season, I am interested in the conversation that needs to be had. So we got a new coaching staff at, you know, very important positions. Uh, James Campen at offensive line, Andy Bischoff at, at, at tight end. Uh, we look at Pep Hamilton with the quarterbacks, Robert Prince with the right wide receivers. And then we have to look at the guys that were already you know, on the on the a part of this coaching staff, like a Tim Kelly, a Danny Beard with the running backs. I think Danny Beard would actually put a stamp on his job this year because he has a better running back. And more importantly, he has a better uh, front five guys are going to block and win at the second level. I think that's very important for for Danny Beard to prove that, you know, I am a good running back coach. We've seen him in his work in this league before. So, you know, he just had a rough year with Houston. Danny Beard actually help Carlos Hyde along with a better offensive line from the year previous of last year to get to his first thousand yard season. And Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson was a very good tandem together. But nonetheless, there will be a couple of guys after this draft that we will look and say, you know, whether you were here with O'Brien or whether you were brought in after the chaos or we're still in some type of chaos, but you know, where do you fit on this team in the future moving forward? And the only way to do that is to, you know, evaluate where we, what we're going to see this year moving forward. And for me, Cody, I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, take it off. But I am very uh, excited for the tight end group. You know, um, and I'm also excited for the wide receiver group. I already mentioned how I feel about the running back group. group. But for me, that really doesn't matter. It does. It really does. Like, you know, Brevin Jordan and what he can do with Farrell Brown, Jordan Akins, and the wide receiver group with Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks, Kiki QT, and now Nico Collins. That matters. But we have not really seen Lovey Smith in the NFL for a few years. And I want to see how 
he can translate some of those good years, good coaching to a defense that isn't as talented as the NFL defenses that he coached in his good years. And here's why. Defense was not a priority in the draft. Uh, the secondary was not a priority in the draft. The, the defensive player that was taken, the first defensive player that was taken was an inside linebacker. After the influx of linebackers that was signed during free agency. So they're comfortable with Justin Reed and Lonnie Johnson, who apparently will change his number for this upcoming season. And hopefully with a number change and actually going into a season preparing for one position, preparing for safety would do wonders for Lonnie Johnson. We need some turnovers from him this year. Uh, but you're comfortable with the guys you signed in free agent with Desmond King, Terrence Mitchell, Terrence Brooks. You're comfortable with that. So if you're comfortable with the guys that you signed in free agency or already had on the roster, show us why. Okay. And, and, and when I mentioned earlier that I don't think they're going to tank, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see Levy Smith not trying to put his defense in the best position to win ball games, to limit mistakes, to not have a mirroring, a mirror, uh, image of last year. Not that many turnovers. He, he already talked about getting turnovers, uh, not being able to get after the running back and get after the quarterback and, and, and allowing your, your second level to get hit already because you're not creating pressure up front. Those are the things that in, 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 in uh, Levy Smith, good years, we saw Tommy Harrison, of, man, that boy's good at that nose tackle. I mean, defensive tackle nose, played the two and three, I mean, the one and three. We saw him have that style linebacker and core with a Nance Briggs and Brian Erlock. And then we know in the back, the secondary, you had Peanut Tillman. Well, those were all pro guys. Those were studs, studs. Now, let's see what you can do with some of these younger players. Let's see how you can get them right. Let's see how you can set a foundation. We, I want to see the defense overall go from – 31-30 that it was last year. Let's see if you can get into the mid-20s this year. Or, or overall, trend upwards. Because if you're not going to win a lot of games this year, what we can see is what can we take out of this next season for the 2022-23 season. But the one person who is not going to be under the biggest scope next year is going to be Lovey Smith. And I only say that because, you know, as you mentioned, John, this defense isn't as talented as most NFL defenses. And it's Lovey Smith. Once again, you're talking about one of the best defensive mind coaches in at least over the last 20 years. However, with that being said, when I take a look at this coaching staff, the one guy who I feel is under the most pressure, who's going to be under the biggest scope, is offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. And I say that because when you take a look at the overhaul that the Houston Texans have been under ever since the final snap of the 2020 season, you bring in a new general manager and we have seen Nick Casario put his stamp nearly every single portion of this team. And I'm not going to lie to you, John, the listeners. I am very surprised to see that Tim Kelly survived what I like to call the Nick Casario purge. Because when you think about it, and as we all know, Tim Kelly was brought in to be the offensive coordinator of Bill O'Brien. 
And as we sit here on May the 5th, 2021, how much of Bill O'Brien's input, how much of Bill O'Brien's guys are still with this organization? It's very slim, especially when you look at that coaching staff. And John, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've always felt the only reason why Tim Kelly is still a member of the Houston Texans is because the Texans still felt, at least at the time, that they had an opportunity to get back to Deshaun Watson's good side. And who was one of the people on this coaching staff that Deshaun Watson was close to the most? Tim Kelly. Now you look at that situation in its reality, you know that Deshaun Watson, what, at least there's a 98.9% chance he will not be returning back as a member of the Houston Texans. Where does that leave Tim Kelly? To me, John and listeners, the only way I could see Tim Kelly keeping his job as being the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans beyond the 2021 season is if he goes out there and gets his offense to some way, somehow replicate the same success that we saw last season. And we're talking about an offensive team who finished 13 in total yards, averaging 375 yards per game, finishing third in passing yards per game, averaging 283.3 passing yards a game. But of course, the success that we saw with the offense last year was of course due to an MVP caliber season from Deshaun Watson. I'll say this, it's kind of unfair if Watson's not under center. It's definitely unfair. I, it's I agree unfair. with you. But the one thing you have to keep in mind, Tim Kelly isn't Nick Casario's guy. He is not his disciple. Hey, he hey. is part of Bill O'Brien's tree. And just like I just mentioned. Bill O'Brien does not have a tree. Well, he's a part of Bill O'Brien's disciple. Let's just say that because he was brought in under Bill O'Brien. But like I just mentioned, when you take a look at the Houston Texans, as we sit here on May 5th, 2021, how many of Bill O'Brien's guys, how much of Bill O'Brien's input over these last couple of years is still here today? It's very few. And the only reason why Tim Kelly is still here is because of his relationship with Deshaun Watson. If Watson isn't here, time, yeah. there is no need for Tim Kelly. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, at the time, that was a big correlation between why he stuck around. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't I don't. I don't see that as a bad take at all. I think um, it will be some adversity. I think it comes down to what can he do to prove uh, he should be around in the future without Watson? Like, how can he get uh, Tyrod Taylor to be productive in an offense? How can he get, how can he scheme, how can he scheme a, a rushing attack? Will it be vanilla? Will it be just something simple? Or can he get creative to get the ball in, in whatever running back's hand and, and, you know, allow them to get into some type of space by play design? How can he get some of these younger players involved on the offense? And I think that's all fair. By the way, it is single de Mayo. And if you blew a lot of your money at bars and, and you know, having a good time, uh, my personal favorite, which I can't wait to hit up, is Gringos. You lose a lot of money. You need to make some back. Take the little that you have left. Place a bet with betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep for their playoff runs, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, LOCKED ON. Also, did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? You're going to have to work out after you indulge in a happy Cinco de Mayo. We have a lot to celebrate, but afterwards, you're going to have to work out. You're going to have to get back to where you want to be. And when you talk to any Built Bar fan, including myself, we're all passionate about our faves. I love peanut butter brownie and churro marshmallow. Some people, which I don't know how they do it, they love coconut almond. However, there's something for everyone. And if you haven't tried just one flavor, if you like two, you can get the mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Don't know what to get your mom for Mother's Day? Well, most moms I know love Built Bar. I got my package in the mail, and before I can get to my third, my mom came over and took the rest of my box. So send her a box, and you're sure to be her favorite, at least for a while. Until you get her another box of Built Bars, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, who is the best superhero in the NBA? And right now, I'm going with two guys. If I'm going best superhero, I'm going with Russell Westbrook. Stephen Curry. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Before diving into our next topic and our final topic as we close out this Cinco de Mayo day of Locked On Texans, John, listeners, nothing spells and nothing summarizes Houston sports struggles than talking about not one but two organizations in a city and the possibility of tanking because along with the houston texans the houston rockets and by the way shout out to jt gatlin and be sure to check out my guy over at locked on rockets so he can tell you about their tanking as they're about to close out the 2021 nba season with the league's worst record for the first time since 1983 but we do have some good news, tanking or no tanking. Cal McNair is actually hoping for a pack NRG stadium. On yesterday, we had the opportunity to, to hear from Cal McNair from the first time since, I want to say since Nick Casario's introductory press conference, if I'm not mistaken. And in honor of National Firefighters Day, Cal McNair spoke on a couple of things. And the NFL is leaning towards allowing NFL teams to get back to their normal capacity for this upcoming 2021 season. And John, I just wanted to bring this up because here we are talking about the possibility of the Texans tanking the 2021 season. And we all know ever since the Texans last snap in 2020, it seems like this fan base has really hasn't been too happy with this organization. When you take a look at the Jack Easterby news, when you take a look at the fact that it seems like nine times out of 10, even though Cal McNair said that we are not the Patriots of the South, nearly every single personnel that this guy has brought in and hired came from the New England Patriots. And now you have this situation going on with Deshaun Watson, a situation that was already bad, knowing that this is a guy who wanted out of the organization as early as January. And now we all know what's going on with him off the field. However, with that being said, 
John, do you see the Texans still selling out their stadium in 2021, given all the turmoil, all the negativity that has been going on surrounding this organization? Uh, yes. People are going to be just ready to be outside. They're going to be ready to, you know, go to sporting events, uh, yell at the opposing fans. People are going to be ready to uh, get back to their normalcy. Do I think that the entire stadium will be 100% packed out? Um, Not really, but 90%? Yes, absolutely. The thing about it is, if you scroll through Texans Twitter, they're over it right now. They're embracing it. They're, they're over the sun in that situation. They're embracing the future right now because they know that regardless of how anything goes down with the Washington situation, at some point he's not going to be here. But do you think people who work hard 8, 10, 12 hours a day and, and really love football and sporting events with their family really cares after a while? No. Fans don't really like millionaires. The Once a millionaire athlete says something that they don't like, they attack them. So I do believe 90% of the NRG stadium will be uh, filled because overall, they didn't go last year. People were stuck inside, and they want to get back to what they feel is a part of their every Sunday tradition. It's plain and simple. That concludes another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Let's talk Texans today in the midst of Cinco de Mayo, in the midst of all the fun that we can have, there's so much we can talk about with this team, and I have the opportunity and time to go back and forth. So at some sports guy, follow the Locked On Texans page at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Don't forget to leave us a review, good, bad, or ugly. We need to know what's going on and how you feel on all of your major podcasting platforms, which you can find the show or on Odyssey app. Leave a review. We'll see you guys tomorrow for more Texans talk. Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.